you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. For the new subs out there, the Steve notes are out, so you can check those out and follow along as we talk about the Celebration of Life memorial show for Brody Lee. Uh, AEW Dynamite tonight, uh, definitely an emotional one, a heartbreaking mm-hmm. one, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, it was a celebration of his life. I thought definitely it was, was it was classy. It was executed yep. perfectly. It was yep. a beautiful, beautiful tribute. It really to was it. an amazing, beautiful celebration of, of Brody Lee's life. I mean, uh, two hours of, of, uh, of either crying or being on the verge of tears, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, all, all the tributes. All the matches, all the shout outs to Brody Lee. Um, we saw uh, uh, Eric Rowan, I mean, Eric Redbeard. Rowan. Redbeard. Rowan. Redbeard. Rowan. Redbeard. Big Red. Uh, Big Red. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do a run in at, at one point uh, and then held up the sign. Uh, uh, and man, that that was like the first moment that really, that just about really broke me. Yeah, I, mean, they were, when, they, I was getting a little misty throughout the you know, everything that preceded, but that man. Yeah, from the jump when you know they did the ten bell and, and Miro was completely you know broken, and you know then you see his kid there and it's like oh lord yeah, yeah it started it started it's starting to hit me there, uh, but yeah multiple times throughout the show uh, it hit me pretty hard man I mean you don't look you don't you don't have to be obviously you don't have to be a family person you don't have to have kids. To, to understand the magnitude of what the wrestling world, what, you know, the world lost uh, mm-hmm. to really get it. But it does, I mean, you know, having kids, you can't help but, like, look at your own during Definitely. all this when you Definitely. see negative one down there. Uh, and, uh, and you know, given that you and I are within just a few years of, uh, of Brody Lee's age, mm-hmm. John Huber's age, mm-hmm. it, it is, it does strike you as, as, it, it hits a bit closer to home. It does. It does. And like my oldest is, is right about the same age as minus one, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely has hit really close to home. You can teach her how to use respect. a kendo stick. If MJF ever gives her some, uh, some guff. Yeah. <laughs> some yeah. dude in a proud and powerful bandana. Yeah. Comes up to her. Um, so yeah, just an, an absolutely beautiful show, um, that, you know, uh, uh, was some of it, uh, you know, like the main event, Negative One's favorites, uh, uh, was, you know, it, it had his fingerprints on it. Um, there is some news about uh, towards the end of the show, they retired the current iteration of the TNT title, mm-hmm. uh, officially handing it over to Brody Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and Tony Schiavone on his podcast after the fact, after the show, confirmed that there's a new design uh, in the works right now. Um, but, uh, I mean, beyond that, I mean, I thought they did a really excellent job of, 
of, I mean, not just paying tribute to him within that context, uh, you know, adding, even if it's just a little bit or continuing on the current stories that are playing mm-hmm. out, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, continue their roles. I, I did have a bit of a, I don't know, not a revelation necessarily, but the stuff Archer was doing in the ring, that moonsault from oh the gosh. old school walking the ropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was one other move. I forgot what it was. I probably have it written down. Yeah, I think I do, I do too. Is it just me or should Archer totally be a face? I know. <laughs> like, I know. He was so good wrestling face tonight. I'm like, you have enough bad guy monsters. Turn oh. that dude face. Archer hit a, a frog splash. I think that's kind of the point yeah, of him. Yeah, the frog splash, right? Uh, kind of the point of him of kind of joining up with, with Death Triangle was to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, veer him off into babyface territory. I mean, he could be more of a tweener because he obviously, obviously he still has a bit of a beef with Pac given yeah. what happened a couple weeks ago. But yeah, they, they managed to, you know, tie in some ongoing stories into the tribute show, but mm-hmm. definitely make the focus of it tribute show. Um you know, and, 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 you know, do a little storytelling kind of on the periphery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, oh, man. Taco dances on the, unrestri- un- on the unrestricted prop podcast. Brody mentioned his yeah. kids slept with the TNT title yeah. while he was champion. I can imagine he'll be doing the same tonight. Yep. Wow. 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 Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was absolutely just a beautiful, beautiful show. Um, you know, if, if what Meltzer is saying is true and Tony Khan, you know, rewrote the entire show late at night. You know, sometimes that's when inspiration really hits, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and it just sort of it happens. And uh, if that's the case or whatever the case is, he did a brilliant job, you know, putting this thing together yeah. and everybody. Not that everybody everything they had. Exactly. But to say that all the matches, everybody's putting everything they had into it. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just a, a, a amazing, beautiful, really emotional uh, night. Uh, to celebrate the life of Mr. Brody Lee. Another quick uh, tidbit, uh, interesting information here before we get into the uh, nuts and bolts of the show. Uh, Brody Lee's uh, memorial T-shirt uh, broke the new record, the yeah, twenty-four hour record for so, so pro wrestling tees. I mentioned this uh, before we got rolling that uh, when they did the little ad for it on uh, on Dynamite, I clicked over to Shop AEW. They had a little uh, pop-up thing for the shirt, clicked on that, went probably to take some notes or something, came back to it, and the page was down. Mm-hmm. Um, within mm-hmm. a couple minutes, it was back up. I just refreshed mm-hmm. a couple times, it was, it was back. So, yeah, obviously, they were getting a ton of traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean Sting just broke the 24-hour mm-hmm. record for Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. Tees and now Brody Lee's shirt. I mean, not shocking at all. It's just the love has been, it's just, it's everywhere for this guy. It's still, we were talking about it, we, you know, we had like a half-hour pre-show over on Twitch, which you can enjoy if you, if you catch the show live. If you like the show, we got a lot more uh, yep. before it, and then we got a lot more if you're a sub uh, or a Patreon or a patron or a YouTube channel member. We got all sorts of bonus content today. We did an Ask Steven Larson Live where we look back on our 2020s. No wrestling questions there allowed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let's just go ahead and dive into it. Sure. sure. Uh, so, you know, they did obviously open up with the 10-bell salute. Uh, the roster, you know, uh, Miro was the one who most visibly was sobbing. Uh, but everybody had, you know, red eyes and sniffly mm-hmm. noses. Obviously, a couple people were, you know, holding back tears, some not quite holding him back. Uh, and then front and center was, uh, was Brody Lee's wife, uh, and uh, and Brody Lee Jr. negative mm. one with his own negative dark one, order yes. dark yeah. order mask on and a, and a and a suit 
wearing mm-hmm. a suit just like his dad. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan was out there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Mox promo. And uh, he more or less says, hey, you know, I, for the first time in a long time, I've had a hard time coming up with words. Uh, you know, he t- relates some some stories about Brody, how he liked to stir the pot, but he brought joy to everybody around him. Uh, talked about spending a decade with Brody. Brody loved being a dad, a husband, a father, above all else. And he said, you know, I guess he told Mox, hey, you'll really like it too. And Mox was like, at the time, no, I want to be able to order food at two in the morning. He'd essentially kind of do what I want to do. <laughs> um and then uh, he calls Brody's death, uh, I hope I get this right, a pride-style soccer kick to the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, pro wrestling is a community. When the chips are down, they support each other. They love each other. Tonight, we come together to rage against the dying of the light, to celebrate a great human, to appreciate the people we love every day because every day is a gift. And every day, uh, Mock said that he spent with Brody was all the more special. He says he loves Brody. He'll never forget him. Uh, we had Jericho showing up for commentary, uh, in advance of the first match. Uh, I thought Jericho would mention this in the pre-show as well. I thought Jericho struck a great tone. Uh, you know, he was fully Jericho, but you know, when, when he's doling out lines, like if you want to cry, it's okay. Damn it. Uh, you know, he, he, he understood what tone to strike and what we were all there for. Uh, a couple things I liked, too, were throughout the show, they're kind of relating the history of the Dark Order, not just in terms of what we saw in front of the camera, but to a degree what we saw behind the camera. They made mm-hmm. reference to uh, many people thought Matt Hardy was going to be the exalted one, um, only, of course, for Brody Lee to, uh, to to be in that role. Um, other little bits, you know, they they, they, they you know, talked about how Dark Order was kind of floundering prior mm-hmm. to Brody Lee making his arrival in AEW. Um, it was it was it was pretty interesting that they were they were going through the full history of the Dark Order in many cases behind the camera as well as in front of it. It's it's refreshing, you know, dude. There's always a push and pull with professional wrestling. I mean, historically, there's always been a push and pull between mm-hmm. you know the real and the and and you know the work and the shoot, if you will. Yeah. Um, and AEW has uh, you know over their year and change, you know, existence on TV anyways, they have really managed to find such comfortability with both aspects of pro wrestling, the work and the shoot, you know, the real, mm-hmm. and the, if you want to say fake, mm-hmm. whatever, I, I mm-hmm. mean that in a complimentary fashion. Um, they're so comfortable with it. They're so comfortable with yeah. us being, and I, I use the word sophisticated enough, you know, they don't insult our intelligence. We know it's a show. When Jericho says Ortiz is a great performer, we understand what he means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and yet we still find the drama in the stories. It's, they understand that. Yes, because that's what good storytelling is. We know that, you know, the, the, the Avengers movies, for example, that's not real. Mm. We still get wrapped up in the drama of it. <laughs> right. And, you know? and pro wrestling is in such a unique position that you know, it presents itself or traditionally it has presented itself as real. It does. Even AEW presents its universe as a real universe, but with always the awareness, the self-awareness that, Hey, people know that this isn't the, you know, actual people having actual fights. This is, you know, trained professionals performing a craft uh, for your entertainment. Yes. Telling stories. Yes. And to, to, to to do something so effortlessly where in other situations there's just a you know in other promotions 
there is some really bizarre, biz- bizarrely self-conscious takes on that concept. Um, yeah. it, it's it's a striking difference, and it. it's it's such it's such a it's such a refreshing change from the norm. Yeah, agreed. So the uh, first match was Matt Hardy and Private Party uh, versus the Young Bucks. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Matt Hardy and Private yeah, Party versus yeah. the Young Bucks and uh, Dark Order. We had uh, for Dark Cole Order. Cabana. We had Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you mentioned Jericho on a uh, uh, commentary. Uh, Colt coming out and and being on the verge of tears. Uh, almost it pretty much broke me right there. Really fun match. Uh, they're kind of telling the story. So Matt Hardy's kind of done this, you know, kind of like slow, low key heel turn, where he's he's all about himself. He's all about, uh, you know, like uh, uh, putting over his own legacy. Um, and he's private party throughout this match. Commentary is really hammering home the point that private party was being more aggressive than they had been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that all kind of came to a head at one point where Matt Hardy introduces a chair. He, he's on the apron with chair in hand. And Mark Quinn's like, no, nah, that's too much, man. Matt Hardy needs to take baby steps, man. You know, you get them to be a bit more aggressive, and then very slowly introduce the concept of chair into the match or into yeah. into their into a match down the line into their repertoire. In my Steve notes, I've got Matt Hardy and Private Party and the Young Bucks versus the Dark Order. That clearly wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was distracted pretty early on. Yeah. Again, if you're a sub, you can get access to my slowly mentally deteriorating Steve notes. <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes I'll sit here and be like, can I put this sentence together that I'm thinking in my head? <laughs> nope. nope. Oh, doesn't man. happen all the time. So anyway, so that so he's on the apron. Uh, Mark Quinn wants nothing to do with it. So Nick Jackson elbows Quinn, tags in Colt. Uh, Colt knocks Hardy off the apron, hits a bionic elbow on Quinn. Uh, Cassidy hits Insigiri on Colt, I believe. Set, they uh, private party set for gin and juice. Uh, Colt escapes. Uh, Young Bucks hit Indy Taker on Quinn. And Colt follows with the Superman pin to get the win. Yes, yeah, big, big, uh, big match for Colt Cabana. They obviously, you know, he was obviously hit pretty hard by this, and mm-hmm. and the floor was basically his here in this match. Him and, and yeah. Nick both had a really great performance. Yeah. Uh, so the acclaimed walkout at the bout. Uh, uh, Max Caster says, "I got something to say about all this Dark Order stuff." Before he could say what that is, SCU hit hit the uh, stage. Uh, dump them into the ring. They eat a couple super kicks and then an elbow from Colt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Uh, after that, we had a, uh, a promo, a video promo from Darby Allen, filmed in his uh, black and white aesthetic. And he, uh, he talked about being really excited when Brody Lee showed up in AEW. Uh, said, you know, he was really excited. He was the number one guy that he was interested in, fight, in, in having a match with. Uh, said, you know, the guy had no ego. He was not there to put himself over. He was there to elevate the younger people, the younger guys. He wasn't selfish. He wanted to lift everybody up. He said, picking his brain. He had so much knowledge that he was willing to share. He was the man, the number one dude. I wish I could have wrestled. So there are some real bittersweet sentiments there from Darby Allen, you know, mm-hmm. having never got to wrestle the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had uh, Lance Archer, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson taking on Eddie Kingston, Butcher and the Blade. Uh, Lance Archer. Wearing some Luke Harper gear for this bout, um, uh, Eddie dropped a bit of a promo before the the, the match started. Says, "Love you, Brody. I miss you. Uh, this match is for you, but uh, I got to say it: the Dark Order is nothing without you. And I'm gonna and we're gonna prove it tonight." Mm-hmm. And so Eddie gets in the ring, 
uh, they're about to start the match. Evil Unos goes over and boots him. Mm-hmm. Kicks the heck out of him. Huge <laughs> brawl breaks out. Uh, Dark Order and Archer clear the ring. They have the early advantage. Uh, Bunny trips up Stu. Uh, later on, Jake trips up the blade. Uh, eventually, though, Archer is 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 in control. He hits a moonsault on Blade off of old school. Fantastic. <laughs> Dude, so we were talking about this during pre-show. So, yeah, uh, Archer had uh, Luke Harper gear on, which was, yeah. which was great. And, yeah, like the moves of this guy was, I'm like, this dude is, I mean, this like, it's like the He's Undertaker. That was, that was the Undertaker stuff, you know? It was like. Yeah, Undertaker never did a moonsault off old school, though. <laughs> well, what I'm suggesting, it's like the next, like, you know, everybody's yeah. like, wow, the Undertaker, look at this huge guy. He can do all this stuff. That was his thing. Yeah. It's like he yeah. moves all slow, and then I can bring it out. Yeah. Like this, the frog splash, the moonsault yeah, off the old school great. rope walk. Lance like, great. Turn this guy. I don't even need a tweener. Just pure baby face. <laughs> yeah, you just want you want smiling baby face Lance Archer. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just while you were talking there, this is why I, I got distracted. I was looking up. I was like, wait a second. So Brody and Darby Allen never they never had a. And so they never they never wrestled those two, Darby Allen and Brody Lee. Because Darby o- said the only video I found was I was like, wait, what says is Brody Lee versus Darby Allen? And it's a it's like a two K nineteen video. Yeah, that's usually you think of a match. Has this match happened? You go searching for it, and it's usually some video game. Thing. <laughs> right. Um. So then, uh, yeah, uh, Lance hits that that frog splash later on after some Dark Order double team offense. Uh, Butcher and Eddie break up that pin. Uh, later on, uh, uh, Stu tags in Archer. Uh, he hits a fun splash on the blade, uh, mm-hmm. looks for blackout. Eddie makes a save, uh, but he eats a farm. Stu's in. He needs blade. DT's butcher on the apron. That, that was, was sick. That was that Because he like flips over the ropes, and oh, it was great. And then Dark Order hits their finish to get the win. Afterwards, Eddie just gets back in the ring, gets beat up by the Dark Order. And uh, uh, and then uh, Jake hits him with a, a short arm clothesline. You have to appreciate Kingston comes out. Oops, sorry, excuse me. Kingston comes out, <laughs> says something that you know could some people could consider would cross the line, but then he fully understanding he gets his ass whooped for the majority of this match. Well, it's the same thing with the MJF MJF stuff. Sure, in the yeah. next match where MJF was was talking trash to Brody's kid. Mm-hmm. You know full well before that match is over that that uh, that minus one. Is going to do something to MJF. Exactly. MJF yeah. is going to get his comeuppance, and it happened. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, before that next bout, though, we had a, a, a video package where he had uh, Dax Harwood, uh, Arn Anderson, Colt Cabana, and uh, Bryce Remsburg talking about Brody's relationship with his family. Mm-hmm, yeah. Bryce um, uh, punctuates it by saying he should be on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling dads. I mean, that's yeah. that's one thing that like several people had mentioned, uh, and I think it was in this as well. How you know, I think it was Dax mentioned. That you know, if if he had to, if he had to drive as quickly as he could for three hours after a taping, he would go do it to go back be be back with his family. Like he viewed wrestling as what puts food on the table mm-hmm. because his number one passion was his family. And the one the thing that struck me the most uh, that I cherish in my household is when they talk about how much they would see that family laughing. You know, they would always be like joking and just in the best mood being around each other. I'm like, God, man, if I got any advice for people, it's just, you know, keep the laughter going in your household because mm-hmm. that's the stuff that really matters, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, the inner circle make their way out the, to the ring after uh, Paige, Silver, and Reynolds uh, come down. Uh, MJF, 
he's got uh, some uh, some trunks with the Puerto Rican flag on them. Um, he's got a, a, a bandana that says proud and powerful, right? Um, <laughs> oh, my so, God, that killed me. Because I was like, what is that? And then he turns right, he's got the Puerto Rican flag on his trunks. Oh, that was good. That was yeah, good. Yeah. So before the match starts, uh, Silver and Reynolds, so Silver is wearing uh, some Brody Lee gear, like his inspired gear, you know? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And so yeah. both Silver and Reynolds kind of open up their, their robes and pull some papers out. A la Brody Lee <laughs> throws him at the inner circle, and so they kind of go on the apron page to start the match. He's still wearing his vest, and he kind of opens up his vest like, "Hey, look, no papers." Well, the uh, whole time, the whole time, he's sort of holding his vest tight. Yeah, and I think when he did this, he I think the camera was supposed to catch it because they were uh, tucked yeah. there, and he does because he's holding his vest closed all the time. He does this, and I'm like, "Damn it! I guarantee you, there's papers there." And yeah, he I thought, thought the I camera thought, would have caught it. The look on his face made it seem like. Well, they have papers. I don't have papers. Yeah. When yeah. he opened his vest, but then he, he did have papers. Yeah. yeah, he got the papers. Get the papers. He got the papers. So uh, MJF boots him. A little bit of back and forth. And then, yeah, Paige tosses some some papers at MJF. MJF rolls out of the ring and then starts talking trash to Brody's son. Um, uh, shortly after that, inner circle, they turn tables while Silver's in the ring for a little bit. Uh, he stops uh, Santana with a back elbow. Alex Reynolds gets the tag. He's isolated for a stretch. Uh, there's one moment where MJF gets on the, the top rope. And before uh, he uh, takes his leap off, he gives Brody Jr. the middle finger. Yep. Uh, he leaps. He eats a, a huge boot from Hangman Page. Silver's in. He goes on a run, just laying out everybody. Uh, hits uh, Ortiz with a top rope cross body. A power bomb gets two. Uh, Santana in. He hits him with a rolling cutter. Uh, Reynolds stomps him. Ortiz takes him out. Page hit, hits Ortiz with the discus form. MJF. Uh, kind of does an arm ringer on page in the corner. Silver hits MJF with a gorgeous destroyer. Oh my god, that was insane! Because it wasn't like a normal destroyer. It was that like was... almost like a like a poison rana destroyer type thing. Yeah, I, like yeah. I can't articulate how he did it. I've never yeah. seen it like that. I, I I flipped my lid on that one. Yeah, uh, he has a suicide dive. He gets back in the ring. MGF hits him with the heat seeker. And then uh, uh, Santana Ortiz hits the double team moves. Uh, Reynolds breaks up the pin. So the ref is distracted. Wardlow gets the ring. He clotheslines Silver. Out comes Eric Redbeard. That was shocking. Rowan. Redbeard. Rowan. Redbeard. So, so that, that's the exchange at Jericho. Jericho started yelling, it's Eric Rowan, the Bludgeon Brothers. It's Eric Rowan. And Excalibur's like, Eric Redbeard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. Oh, that was fantastic. So uh, he comes out. He choke slams Wardlow. They start brawling out of the ring towards backstage. Uh, Dark Order hit a bunch of moves. Uh, Page hits a buckshot Larry and Ortiz. Uh, MJF uh, puts Ortiz's foot on the rope during the pin. Uh, MJF rolls ringside, pulls off Brody Jr.'s mask, and, and then he clocks MJF over the head with a kendo stick that he uh, had with him all night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Page then takes out MJF with a plancha. Silver hits Ortiz with a discus lariat. Brody's finisher to get the win after the match. Uh, Silver just overcome with emotion. Uh, Redbeard comes back out, has a sign, I believe it said, uh, goodbye for now. Uh, yeah, it said, uh, goodbye for now, brother. See you down the road. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when 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 Roe and Redbeard came back out with a sign, man. Oh, lost it. Lost it. Yeah, lost dude. It. I know. Same. Lost Same, because he was he was 
he was obviously broken up about it and yeah. uh yeah. as as he would be yeah um yeah it was uh boy that was something else uh after that eddie kingston had a, a sit down promo says he's gonna miss brody um gonna miss brody believing in him when eddie didn't believe in himself and he says i want to tell brody's kids that uh, their dad's never gone as long as as they're around his father lives on uh calls brody a warrior inside a warrior inside and outside of the ring because he always took care of his family mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was boy i knew as soon as i saw kingston i didn't like he's you know he did the one in the ring where first mm-hmm. he said the nice stuff and i was like okay but then when I saw him on the video, I was like, this is probably going to make me cry because it's Eddie Kingston. Sure enough. And and as soon as he says, you know, thanks for believing in me, I'm going to miss you believing in me when I didn't believe in myself. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. Um, so after that, we had, uh, again, you know, you look, the look on Anna Jay's face. And Anna Jay had a, 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 a little moment that she shared, I think, either on Instagram or on social, something where she had mentioned that um, – Remember they had that mask of hers when she first yeah, yeah. debuted, yeah. yeah. And uh, and you know she got rid of it, or they they had her get rid of it. Yeah, and, I think they said that she didn't have to wear it anymore. He yeah, asked and her about that. He said, "Where'd that mask go?" And she said, uh, "You know, I'm not wearing it anymore." He's like, "Good, I hated that thing." He was like, clearly she did too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, so yeah, she seemed pretty broken up about things. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she had a tag match against Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. Yeah, her and Ty Conti. Uh, Anna Jay had the upper hand for a good stretch. Britt gets in. Uh, Anna Jay's still in control. Conti tag, tags in. She maintains control. Uh, after Ford gets tagged in until Rebel distracts the ref, that allows Britt and Penelope to get in some offense. Um, there's this great bit where Anna Jay uh, has the advantage and she does a dark order pose and is just starting to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, you're anticipating that's when the finish is going to happen. Um, instead, though, uh, let me see where I uh, missed my 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 spot here. Uh, anyways, Britt decks her from behind. I believe is what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she does yeah, this, yeah. and Britt gets her from behind. Yeah, yeah. match continues. Uh, eventually, though, she gets uh, Penelope Ford in the Queen Queen Slayer sleeper. Uh, this this bit was great where Britt is like she's getting in the ring to try to break it up and Ty Conti jumps over Anna Jay and just like <laughs> yeah. a forearm to Britt and just lays her out. Yeah. Rebel yeah. tries to get in the ring. Uh, Ty keeps her out. Ford taps. It was and a really then, great finish. It was a really it was, great a, it was a good finish. It was a really good finish. So afterwards, Tony comes down the ring to interview Britt. Um, she says, uh, I'm sick of this conspiracy. The whole match was rigged. Anna Jay is rigged. Ty Conti is rigged. The whole thing is a big rig. <laughs> that was a great reference. So Brody Lee at one time was referred to as big rig in his uh is in his indie days, I believe. Yeah, as well as the uh, the right stuff. Yeah, he was the right stuff, and then he came back as the big rig. Yeah. Um, so um, then Thunder Rosa hits the ring, uh, starts hitting some uh, punches on Britt. Rebel tries to break it up. She's not successful. A bunch of refs run out. They break it up. Yep. Uh, so after that, we had, I believe, a Chris Jericho video mm-hmm. promo mm-hmm. where he talks about Brody being smart. He relates a, uh, a, a, a time in uh, Jeddah in Saudi Arabia when uh, I guess they were uh, in a room together. And uh, he notices like a little sticker, a little mark up on his on his ceiling. And he was like, he was just bugging the crap at me. Like, I don't know what this thing was. And I sort of mentioned that. And Brody said, well, that's the arrow that's pointing to Mecca. And he was like, he was he was like, how do you know that? 
And Brody says, everybody knows that. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and he said, you know, it just go to she went to, it goes to show he was one of the smartest guys that you'd know, one of the most cultured guys you know, one of the best performers in the ring. And he said, you know, I'm glad that we got these last six months of his career because he proved he could be a legit main event, big money draw guy. And he said, you know, one last little bit. My dog, who is angry, hates everybody, doesn't get along with anybody, hates guests. When John came to my house uh, one time, uh, my dog went up to him and licked his hand. And said even he knew how good of a soul Brody Lee was. And, uh, and he said, yeah, I'll miss you. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Team Taz. Which this is minus one's dream match, I believe. Uh, Team Taz versus 10. Orange Cassidy, Cody. Uh, you know they early on. You know they they Orange Cassidy does the pocket stuff and the mm-hmm. kicking the the shit and stuff like that. I thought I don't know what it was. Just the interplay between him and Will Hobbs tonight when they did that bit, I thought was fantastic. Yeah, me too. Because they're so diametrically opposed. The the yeah. the, the, the the feet of strength thing. Yeah. You know when he comes down and, and Hobbs is going for it, he's like trying. He's like, oh, maybe I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> he comes down and he just does. But yeah, it made yeah, it was great because it was really they're good. both it was, yeah. It yeah. was really good, and, and Cassidy threw in that, that kind of lazy shoulder tackle, too, before he started kicking the shins. Mm-hmm. And then Will Hobbs drops him with an amazing spinning power slam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Will Hobbs is great. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, Orange is, is isolated for a good stretch until he reverses a suplex from Ricky Starks. Uh, and then uh, he gets tagged to Cody eventually. Um, Cody goes on a run until he hits a knee from Brian Cage, and then uh, he and Starks hit double clotheslines on each other. Uh, Cody tags in 10. 10 goes on a run, hits a power slam, a huge power bomb as well on Starks, boots Hobbs off the apron. Uh, he turns around, Starks hits him with a spear. Cassidy in to break up that pin. Uh, Cassidy gets in. He goes for a beach break. Uh, Starks reverses that into Rochambeau. Uh, or go, yeah, reverses it into Rochambeau. Cassidy reverses that into a DDT. And then Will Hobbs basically runs right through Orange Cassidy. Just yeah. lays him out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cody sends Hobbs out of the ring. Cage hits Cody with a flatliner. Ten sends Cage out of the ring. Uh, Starks hits Ten with a tornado DT, gets a two count. And the Taz gets the chair and starts walking up to the stage. Arn gets the chair, starts walking up to the stage. The ref is distracted. So Orange gets in there, hits an orange punch. Uh, Cody hits a crossroads, and then Ten hits a spine buster uh, on, on uh, Ricky Starks to get the win. Um, afterwards, uh, Team Taz hits the ring, beats up all the, the baby faces. Lights come down, and Darby Allen walks into the door that or the area where Mox usually enters it. And so he takes a few steps, leans against the wall, lights come down again. Mm-hmm. Snow starts falling. Yeah. It's Sting. And he walks in through that door right there. Um, and, and he and Darby walked down the ring, and it was great. Ricky Stark's reaction to the snow was fantastic. It was. It really was. They looked really cool next to each other, by the way. Like, Darby Allen is like the king of freaking cool anyways. That kid looks amazing. Looks like Travolta in Pulp Fiction or Travolta in Saturday Night Fever or mm-hmm. maybe even Travolta in uh, – give me another cool Travolta movie. Uh, Get uh, Shorty. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> the only one I can think cool of was, was, was uh, the one where he met uh, Kelly Preston. I think it's called The Experts. I have no idea what that movie is. Yeah, I think he's thrown on cable a lot, like in the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> that oh, sounds right. He was in Look Who's Talking as well. Um, yeah, yeah lost, his, lost a little bit of his cool there. Oh, yeah, Greece. Probably. Yes, he was the king of cool in Greece. Absolutely. 
Anyways. So, uh, the, uh, Sting and, and Darby come on out to the ring, uh, go to commercial, come back, uh, and it's time for the uh, the tribute to Brody Lee. So, uh, Cody starts off, and he says he had to write a memo the other day, and he's looking for a quote that would encapsulate Brody, and then he recites it. Um, and and Cody says we've heard stories about countless people who were positively affected by Brody. And he calls Brody a beautiful man. And he leaves behind a beautiful legacy and he introduces his family. So it's minus one, Bertie Jr. and uh, Amanda, uh, John's wife. Um, and uh, and uh, they come out to, to Brody's Exalted One video package. Uh, tends there too, as is Tony Khan. And so uh, uh, Amanda, I believe it's Amanda, right? That's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so make sure. Uh, so she's carrying Brody's boots. Hands them to to Brody Jr. He plays in the middle of the ring, um, and then uh, Tony talks, declares uh, Brody. He says, "No offense, Cody. Uh, Brody was the greatest TNT champion." Uh, hands Brody Jr. the title and says, "You're going to be a TNT champ for life." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he says, "Tony throws to a video package that closes the show." Um, you know, this this, this pictures throughout Brody's career. And, you know, you got to appreciate they didn't, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff I think was, you know, probably provided by the family or from his Instagram or mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, mm-hmm. they had Bray in there. They had a shot Seth of him and, and Becky. Yeah. Seth and Becky and even him with the tag titles with Rowan. Mm-hmm. That beard. Um, and uh, and yeah, they, they 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 did the whole thing. Obviously, they couldn't use footage from WWE. But, you know, I mean, it's it's sort of besides the point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the main thing was just the pictures of him and his family. And you're just watching. And you're like, oh, my God, that's just. <clears throat> yeah. It, uh, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's, it's pretty shaking. Yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, go ahead and answer some questions. Sure. There's some good ones here. A lot of friendos here have little bits of info, um, that we haven't really mentioned. Mexican Jedi says silver and brandy. I'm sorry. Silver said Brody, uh, bought him the gear and jacket and the cost was over a thousand dollars to help get him over. Um, so yeah, uh, forgot to mention that, uh, Maz mentioned Santana Ortiz gave MJF that gear on their socials. Oh, MJF wow. apparently was not impressed with it. I'd miss, like, apparently I missed that. Um, um Sulin here uh, says, can we also give some love to Alan angels for looking after Brody jr. All night at ringside? Yeah. That's another thing I was going to mention. Yeah. yeah that, that was, was uh, cool. that was really, really cool. Yeah. And I mean, you could tell, you know, um, What's uh, 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 is it uh, Vance? What's his name? Ten. What's his uh, Preston Vance? Preston Vance. Yeah, thanks. Preston. Ten. Yeah. Um, you know the dude, the first time in the main event, I think, and he poured uh, himself really well. He really did. You know, yeah. I mean, that's you know, for I, I have no idea. I'd, I'd love to know if, for example, Cal has ever had to wrestle with a mask on. Mm-hmm. But you know, this dude has been thrown into it. You got a great, you know, got a great look to him, big dude. Yep. Um. Learning still, still young. Yeah, but he got in there and and under extremely emotional circumstances. Yep, did really well. Yep, you know, really did. Uh, Jedi Revan with the sub. Thank you very much. Oh um, wow! Oh, Stu Stu Zom says uh, Tony tweeted something about buying the rights to the Tom uh, Wait song they used in perpetuity. Wow! Wow! That's that's crazy, man. Uh, Saul does says if you get a chance to catch Renee's uh, podcast, the intro is a very moving story of her interaction with Brody. Yeah, I listened to that this morning. It's really oh, wow. good. 
It's really what good. Was, what was the gist of it? Um, she tells a story where she's flying um, to Orlando, I think, to to meet up with, with Mox. And, and, you know, they were had kind of started their courtship, but it mm-hmm. wasn't known. Mm-hmm. And so she said she was seated between Sin Cara and Brody. Mm-hmm. And so she said it was back then they still had WWE Magazine. And so they were flipping through the pages. And anytime there was a picture of the shield yeah. or Mox, they would kind of pass it, you know, over to each other. <laughs> Just kind of teasing her a little bit. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so I put up a late Patreon thread. If you want to handle the Twitch ones, uh, sure. and anybody here who's a patron, you know, feel free to drop a question here. Uh, Zach Droll uh, said, "Is AEW's Hall of Fame first induction Brody Lee? If at some point they do a Hall of Fame, it you know it makes sense. That, yeah, yeah, definitely." Uh, Nick Kyle says, "Don't forget to hug the loved ones in your life because life isn't guaranteed." Last night I lost my childhood soccer coach. Let's hope twenty twenty one is better than twenty twenty. Uh, Happy New Year, friendos. Yeah. Just hey, you know what, man? You don't even have to wait for twenty twenty one. Let's just try to make it start a better start tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. like let's do what we can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, we sort of mentioned this also. Rain trigger. I think we mentioned this exclusively during the pre-show, but he says power rank the top three replacements for leader of the Dark Order: John Silver, John Silver, John Silver. In my and opinion, there's one guy. It's John Silver. I, as I as my I sort of mentioned this during the pre-show. I don't think you need your your leader to be your top champion getter guy. I mean, John mm-hmm. Silver, he's a, he's a small guy. Um, you know, I mean, you you could book him in a way that would maybe make him believable. But if you want, you know, your your centerpiece to be the championship guy, doesn't have to be the leader of the group. You know, no, no. Uh, Garaz Karok with the sub. Thank you very much. Uh. Uh, Dr. Steve Winter says, I love that they kept the kayfabe going, even though it was only lightly sprinkled in. Tonight was hard, but so cathartic. Uh, Sir Wedgie says, Steve Notes should have his own wing in the Library of Congress. (laughs) One day. You know what? One day I'm going to compile the Steve Notes and put them in like courier font with like ink smudges everywhere and put them in like a madman's journal. There you you go. And sell them. I'll sell them. Can I make a dollar and a cent of my Steve notes? Uh, Haha Jackson says Archer was in a team with John, uh, Jimmy Rave called the Rock and Rave Infection and in TNA. Says you don't want to see him as a face. Well, that was a much different Archer. Yeah. Much different Archer. Yeah. Um, but I'll have to go back. You know, man, I really do need to get Impact Plus so I can go back and watch some of those really obscure. You know, it's it's like watching early NXT where it's like, oh, my God, look at that juice. You know, I mean, I know CJ Parker had done a takeover, too. But, you know, when you see some of the some of the faces like Richie Steamboat, nobody talks about that guy anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They talk about his dad still, but not him. Uh, He battled battled injuries. That's that's kind of why he stopped. Right. Yeah. No, I think he retired because of a back thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shane JM says, uh, how would you feel about Hangman being the leader? I think Hangman, I, look, I love the story with Hangman being courted by the Dark Order. I do not think for a second that he should lead the Dark Order or be an actual member of the Dark Order. This should be a temporary a flirtation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 306 with some bits says, you're brought in to redesign the new TNT championship. What do you do? Make the TNT aspect of it smaller. It, it, it should shouldn't be, look should like be on the side plates. The TNT should be on the side plates. It should not look like 
it it definitely should not look like the network logo like it no you don't put the network logo so prominently Mm-mm. 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 no go something like you know pretty pretty classic uh-huh. Uh, for the main plate and keep the T and like the was that mansion or something that was on the side plate for the TNT uh-huh. title. Yeah, that had some relevance. I don't recall what it was, but <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Dang MQ programming about or sorry, question about programming it says. Uh, so what are your plans for the next few days? Smackdowns on New Year's Day. So will that review uh, be on Monday's news beef? Also, Kenny is back on Impact on Tuesday with both NXT and AEW having special shows next week. Which are you re- reviewing first? So uh, our our week kicks off. Our work week kicks off next week with uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night One. That'll be early Sunday, or late Sunday Sun- night for Sunday us. Sunday night, yeah. And then. Uh, that will be our de facto Monday video. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the review from that one will be our Monday video. Mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, of course, will be the following evening. Mm-hmm. Preceding uh, our watch along with that, or our reaction stream for that, is Raw. So we'll be covering Raw mm-hmm. Monday evening, as normal. Then we'll do Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 afterwards. Our re- two, re- review in Night 2 will be our Tuesday video. Mm-hmm. And I guess we can pick up for uh, Impact stream Tuesday night if you're up for it. I'm cool. I'm cool doing impact sure. All right. Yeah. And then Wednesday, we haven't really talked about what we're going to cover first Wednesday cuz both AEW and NXT are having special shows. Like the card for for the, the 6th and 13th shows of Dynamite are really good. Especially the one NXT, on the 13th. Stacked. What is, what is NXT programming? That's um, New on Year's the 6th, that's New Year's Evil, yeah. I mean, if that's only a okay, and then you say the thirteenth AEW is pretty stacked. It's pretty stacked, but the one the the show in the sixth has the the Kenny Phoenix title match. Oh, oh, that's right. They pushed all that stuff back a week back. Yeah, I mean, if it's you know, I don't know. We can give it some thought. My initial inclination. I don't know. We can we can discuss it. Like I don't know if you wanted to do like an actual live watch along, which is always a possibility for something. Um, I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. Uh, yeah, we're we're taking SmackDown off this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're taking SmackDown off this week. I mean, I'm kind of open. I'm whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, they already taped that, right? Are there spoilers out there for it? Don't I don't want anybody spoiling it for us in the chat or in the comments. Uh, I haven't seen any spoilers for it. I, I haven't mean, seen like last there were, I saw spoilers massively immediately. Like those yeah. the la the, the big E title win was like an immediately you know, I know. it was out there. I know. I know. Um uh, the ultimate coder says, "Can you see the Dark Order remain remain leaderless and have members added in in the name of the Exalted One?" Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think you know. They're they're gonna need us. They're gonna need somebody. There's like a lot of people on Dark Order. They're gonna need somebody to sort of step up. And I don't know if it could be just a, a mass of people just shouting over each other. Yeah. So I do feel like they need somebody. Silver's a personality. He's got all the charisma yeah. in the world. Yeah, you know, he if he was, if he was six three, he'd you know probably be a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Solus, uh, you've been talking for a while about what it might take for AEW to stand out uh, from and ahead of WWE product, and I think a presentation with this degree of emotional honesty and respecting the audience above everything to honor the memory of a person, not just a character, is far beyond what the WWE is offering. I mean. 
even anecdotally speaking, several of the people we've talked to tonight during this stream has said, you know, I don't really watch it anymore, but I wanted to watch this. I mean, you know, if nothing else, the level of emotion and and caring and compassion that this company has for one of their wrestlers, you know, might give people, hey, you know, wow, this is kind of different. You know, this is not what yeah. I expect. Maybe they're maybe they got sick. And again, I'm not I, I don't want to use this moment to like run down anything. But if people had been turned off in the past by anything WWE did, maybe watching AEW tonight um, would turn them around on possibly watching it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think for one single second that that's on their minds. Hey, let's draw new viewers with this. No, but no. it could be a side, you know, a side product, a side result of that. Uh, Dr. Steve Winter says, I love that they kept the kayfabe going, even though it was lightly sprinkled in tonight was hard, but so cathartic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jorge D is Kenny Omega, the biggest heel of 2020 for making Larson watch impact two times in a row and buying impact merch too. I think that makes him the biggest baby face to be honest yep. with you. For me, it yep. does anyway. Yep. Yep. Uh, ultimate coder. Can you see John silver as TNT champ by the end of 2021? I wouldn't be against it if the story was good and they kept on doling out those crazy weird destroyers. I know. You know, I, I mean, know. If, if they could book it so that, you know, I mean, sometimes, maybe maybe even 80% of the time, it's creative and how creative handles a guy. Mm. And the rest of it is, you know, you look at him. I mean, I've, I have always understood Triple H's philosophy of, well, does this guy look like he's a badass? Does he look like he can throw? Well, I, I get like he could that. win a fight. Yeah. 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 I get yeah. that. I get that. You know, uh, I mean, when I look at silver, does it look like he can beat some people up? I don't know necessarily, but then I watch him do that destroyer. Holy crap. I mean, he's not tall, but he's jacked. He's huge. He is jacked. You know, Johnny Hungy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, sober Chad. What's your favorite Brody uh, Luke Harper moments from his entire career? Um, so I will give you one of them because I don't want to spoil it because Wrestle Talk is producing. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not spoiling this for them, but uh, they can look at it as promotion. But uh, you and I both gave our opinions on this for Wrestle Talk. Mm-hmm. They're putting together a mm-hmm. video. Maybe it's done. I don't know. Um, but uh, but one of them was uh, his match against Randy Orton. I mean, I think that's probably my two answers are probably answers a lot of people are given. I'm not, you know, going to dive into obscure Brody Lee, you know, Chikara references. But, uh, yeah, his match with Randy Orton was pretty stellar. Yeah. Um, from his WWE run, um, his uh, ladder match against Dolph Ziggler at TLC 2014. I remember watching that show at your house and watching that match. Like, wow, this is fantastic. How is anybody going to follow up this match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, being so happy because it's like right after he he split from the Wyatt family and it was like his first real singles feud and then mm-hmm. I'm just you know really happy and, and impressed, um, you know that he he had that showcase to show what he could do and, and hit a home run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gareth asked, uh, "Colt seemed like someone who would eventually break free of the Dark Order. Do you think he'll be a mainstay going forward?" He would be. I mean, I agree. John Silver should be if they're gonna. There's gonna be a new leader. Should be John Silver. Cole Cabana would also be an interesting choice. I don't disagree at all. That yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. That's a really good yeah. He's been around forever. Um, he's already there. Um, you know, he's got the charisma. It's it's yep. insane. It's insane to me that I don't know. Maybe he was just born too early for what they were doing later on. 
because you remember he was Scotty Goldman in mm-hmm. uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. And it's like he was doing stuff so far ahead of his time, of its time. You know, like they did those picture in picture promos one time. And yeah. he looks up at his entrance and he's like, wait, if I'm there, why am I here? <laughs> and I'm like, that's the kind of stuff like that's revolutionary. That kind of stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And this was like in 2000, whatever, six or seven or whenever it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's insane that a guy, cause he's a really good looking guy. He's got obviously, I mean, you listen to one of his podcasts, Colt Cabana's got that charisma. Mm-hmm. He's so creative in the ring. His Superman pin is the most fun it's thing fun. to watch. It looks, it looks like one of the most fun wrestling moves to do. It does, and he nails it. Like, because you know that ain't easy. Mm-hmm. You know that ain't easy. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a. And dude, I could see him as TNT title guy, you know? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Uh, Frenzy54 said, I had my father on the phone during the Rowan run in. And I was quickly trying to describe who he was and the finish of the match. Me and my father shouting in joy for minus one spot and everything going on. Oh, I love it. That's my favorite story from tonight. You and your dad just on the phone. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, Wicked Weezing asks, could the change to the TNT title be signaling that a secondary AEW show might be on TBS or True TV instead of TNT? So become a TV title. I don't think so because that hasn't been really suggested and this change seems to be because of the, the you know Brody's passing. Mm-hmm. Um although maybe mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me if Tony Khan like didn't like that design in the first place cuz it's just not a pretty belt. Um may maybe but I don't maybe there you know Yeah. There's smoke there, know. maybe there's some fire. Maybe uh, three oh six. I can't wait for ten years from now when minus one debuts and crushes mega heel MJF to unify the TNT title. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Um, Lou NYC says John Silver versus Brian Cage and PWG is great. Power versus power. I gotta watch that. Yeah, uh, Adam Beveridge with the sub. Thank you very much. Thank you. Since I typically just watch NXT, I wanted to watch AEW this week. Reckon there is a really good chance. This week, they break a million. Uh, Stu Zom says, did you see the pic of Jake lined up? Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I totally forgot to mention the Jake Roberts bit, too. That was great. Um, uh, Maggie gifting some subs to Alex Clements and Schnauzer96. Thank you so much, Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Uh, <laughs> tie 20. What's better, Sting's Snow Machine... Or MJF's Puerto Rican gear. Nothing beats MJF's Puerto Rican gear. That's pretty great. <laughs> That's uh, Frenzy Frenzy54 gifted a sub to Johnny Rotten. Thank you so much. Uh, Dingham Q says, what day would the second AEW TV show air on Tuesdays and Thursdays? There's the NBA and no way is AEW bumping the NBA. No. I mean, don't maybe they'll you... do it like a maybe a you know WCW Saturday night. Maybe they'll have it on Saturday. Exactly what I was thinking. Put it on Saturday. Absolutely, five oh five or six oh five or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Frenzy five four gifted a sub to Johnny Rotten. Thank you, Frenzy five four, Johnny Rotten. Hopefully, you enjoy your sub. Um, there you go, Sir Wedgie says negative one versus Hook will main event all out. There you go. 605 there you go. Eastern. There you go. 
There you go. Yeah, from the Enforcer. The Enforcer remembers. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for today's show. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll hang out for a bit. Thanks, yeah. everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Hey, everybody, have a safe and happy new year. Yes. Um, yes, please do. We're going to take some days off like we mentioned, but we'll be back yeah. with you for Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. That's exciting. Well, we got some stuff coming up this weekend too. Oh we yeah, got, yeah. Uh, we have our, our predictions. Yeah, we got predictions, and then the friend award nominations. That's right. Coming up this weekend. Absolutely. So check that out. Thanks everybody for tuning. We appreciate. Oh. It. Yeah. Till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade. Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.